0: Versus the word as an incarnate word. Next Friday night or Saturday afternoon, the Bison are in the national semifinals again. And the road to Frisco indeed rolls through Fargo as your Bison took down Samford. 27 to 9 at the Fargo Dome last night in incarnate word did its part in a wacky, crazy, crazy game, beating Sac State sixty-six to sixty-three to set up a semi-final tilt at the Fargo Dome. That incarnate word Sac State game was wild. Incarnate word scored the game-winning touchdown with twenty-one seconds left on a play where it looked like their receiver, Taylor Grimes, trying to corral a pass from the iconic Lindsey Scott, incarnate words, do-it-all quarterback, and it looked like Grimes did not control the ball and failed to get a foot or any body part down before falling out of bounds. They went to the review, and the call on the field stood. Incarnate Word had 11-point leads twice in the fourth quarter. Sac State recovered two onside kicks to take a lead with about a minute and a half left in that ball game before Scott and the Cardinals marched down the field. You want to talk about quarterback play, Lindsey Scott, who will be coming to the Fargo Dome this upcoming week for a semifinal tilt. 219 yards passing in four passing touchdowns, and he rushed for 183 yards in two more scores. So he accounted for six touchdowns, and he is lightning fast. He is the real deal. He will be standing between the bison and going to Frisco again. And I think that code green defense is up to The task in a game where everybody, I mean, I'm talking everybody, even your grandma and my grandma, were saying that North Dakota State would hang 50 on Sanford and rush for 450 yards. That did not happen. Credit to the Bulldogs for coming into Fargo. They were statistically one of the worst teams defensively in the FCS this year. They had that high-flying, potent offense led by quarterback Michael Hires and Quincy Crittenden. The Bison shut them down. Five sacks. They didn't get on the scoreboard until the fourth quarter. In North Dakota State, that game was never in doubt. If you were watching it, if you were there, what I was telling people around me was that if NDSU can get to 14 points, this game is over because there is no way Samford, as that game progressed, and you watch them, and you watch what the Code Green defense was doing and shutting Samford down, putting them all night in second and long and third and long and coming up with those five sacks and generating those two turnovers and blocking that field goal. They weren't scoring 14 points. We're seeing a team defensively, and I know the big story – frustratingly, disappointingly for the herd, for me, for all of you, for Matt and his coaching staff, and everyone in that locker room, the Bison are banged up. They are banged up. Last night, first drive of the game offensively, Cole Payton's out. Don't know the extent of his injury, and an ice bag on his ankle on the sideline didn't play the rest of the night. Tameric Williams, he goes down. He leaves the field for halftime on crutches. Raja Nelson goes down and is carted off with an apparent serious lower body leg injury. And then with 40 seconds left, Spencer Wagey goes down and has to, he left the field under his own power and boy, are the Bison going to need number 99 next week to chase around Lindsey Scott. They've got to contain him. They've got to contain him. Did I say they have to contain him? Lindsey Scott is fast. Go back if you uh, if you've got well, if you got the internet or ESPN Plus, but just go to the internet. Go to ESPN. Pull up the college football page and watch some of the highlights from that guy. He can flat out fly. North Dakota State. That defensive line that has matured in front of our eyes. Code Green is becoming the Code Green that we've become accustomed to over the course of the last month, month and a half. They are going to have their work cut out for them. Incarnate Word is going to come into the Fargo Dome and want to make it a track meet. North Dakota State offensively will need to be able to run the football. Last night, Sac State, their first loss of the season... They ran 109 plays. That is not a typo. I did not misspeak. In a 66-63 loss, the losing team, Sac State, ran 109 plays for 738 yards. That is a lot of offense. Point, in fact, it was the highest scoring playoff game in FCS history. With the teams combining for 129 points, Incarnate Word will want to turn the semifinal game at the Fargo Dome into a track meet. NDSU is going to want to impose their will physically on both lines of scrimmage against the Word. Now, I don't know what was up with the Bison running game last night. We had something like 61 yards rushing at halftime. The game was nutted up 0-0 until very, very late in the first half. The Bison scored a touchdown to go up 7-0. Sanford goes 3 and out. The Bison get the ball back. They try a Hail Mary. There's a, a roughing penalty on the Hail Mary. One of Sanford's players takes a shot at Zach Mathis. At 15 yards, the Bison kick a field goal. Griffin Crows has been spot on, man. He's been really, really good throughout most of the year. He made a 10-0. And then the second half, what Cam Miller said after the game was that Sanford, a team that employed this 7-8 defensive back look throughout the course of the season, with three safeties and five corners, they did not do that last night. So Cam's comment was uh, he put in all these hours watching film, and it was all for naught. Because credit to Sanford's coaching staff, they threw a wrinkle. And they didn't do defensively what the Bison expected them to do. And I would surmise, friends, that at halftime, NDSU's offensive coaching staff made some adjustments. And that's why they came out to start the second half and put up those two touchdowns, the T.K. Marshall 7-yard run, and then the Cam Miller 1-yard run after a big pass to Stoffel set that up for a 24-0 to lead heading into the fourth quarter. And how about Cam Miller? We talked about the running game, but he hit some passes. He hit some passes on some third and long plays to keep drives going. He was 15 of 18. That is a very efficient day at the office when you're completing 15 of 18 passes for a buck 94 and one touchdown. Any game where Cam Miller completes just shy of 90%, about 85% of his passes, 83% of his passes for a buck 94 and a score. NDSU will win every time. The Bison were in control of that game, but they got to find a way to run the ball. They have to find a way to keep incarnate word off the field and go score for score. Now, will that game? We all thought the game last night could potentially turn into a shootout favoring the Bison, that Samford might get a couple scores. But over the course of the game, NDSU would use that rushing attack to ground and pound, build the lead, and pull away. And that never really happened, but they battled. North Dakota State battled a really tough Samford team. And the comments after the game from the Bison football players on both sides of the football were that Samford was one of the toughest teams they played all season that they put up a fight, and their effort was equivalent with anybody else, whether that's South Dakota State or Arizona. So they came in here ready for a football game. Very well. It is down inside NDSU's 10. They were still slinging it around, trying to put up a meaningless touchdown. I don't know if Chris Hatch or their coach had some money on the game. I think the line ended up being somewhere around 18 points. Well, that's what North Dakota State won by. They won by 18 points. And it, I'm I'm kidding, of course. I'm not saying they're coach bet on the game, but what in tarnation is he doing taking a timeout with two seconds left, trying to put up a meaningless touchdown? I would suspect there was a lot of frustration from the bison about that, but hey, they fought, they came in. The bison are moving on. And in the playoffs, there's no such thing as style points. Ask Sacramento State. Ask their players. The number two seated team in the FCS coming into the playoffs with the best season in program history. They were undefeated. They were trying to get the Frisco, and they put up 63 points. They put up 63 points and ran 109 plays and gained 738 yards. And they're putting away the equipment today. They're not watching tape. They're not getting ready to host North Dakota State at Sac State. The word from San Antonio is moving on. Style points do not matter in the playoffs, period. You either win or you don't. The Bison won. They are moving on, and we see this. Bison fans, and I'm just as guilty of it, and I should know better, but I don't because we're a spoiled fan base. And we see North Dakota State historically, most teams, any S-S-Sacramento, S-Sacramento State, they just had the best season in program history and it ended with a quarter final loss. And they're a really good football team. Their fans are big time bummed out. Everyone associated with that program is big time bummed out. And here we are, some of us Bison fans thinking, man, we only beat Sanford 27 to 9. What, What in the hell is wrong with us? We should be grateful that this team is moving on to play in the semifinals again at the Fargo Dome. And count up on your hands. Think about this. For as good as South Dakota State has been, and they've got an 11 o'clock kickoff this morning against Holy Cross in Brookings on uh, espn not I can't remember if that's on ESPN or ESPN2. Let me take a look at my show notes. That game is on ESPN. on on the mothership ESPN at 11 11 a.m. If you throw out that convoluted spring season in 2021, throw that out. We're not going to count it because it's just weird. South Dakota State has never, ever hosted a semifinal game in program history. Every year, only two teams get to host a semifinal game, whether that's North Dakota State, or James Madison, or Sam Houston, whoever it is. South Dakota State has never hosted a semifinal football game in Brookings. And what have the Bison done? They hosted and have hosted semifinal games in 2011, 2012, 2013, 2014, 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2021 and 2022 that is 11 not just a, it's it's nuts in and of itself to say that that the bison are appearing in the national semifinals for the 11th straight year in a fall season 11 years in a row making the final four duke basketball doesn't do that kentucky basketball doesn't do that alabama The gold standard of college football with Nick Saban, they don't do that. North Dakota State, for the 11th year in a row in a fall season, is hosting a national semifinal game at the Fargo Dome. And this year, what I love about this team, when we get back from break, what I love about this team is the piss and vinegar, the fight that with all the naysayers. The Bison are 11-2, and two, and you would think at some points that they're 7-6. and six. They've lost only two games all year, one by two points to South Dakota State at the Dome in a game where they should have been up by three touchdowns going into halftime, and once on the road to a Pac-12 team that they lost by three. Their two losses are by a combined five points, and this team going into last night, was putting up 36 points per game. And now the defense is finally coming around. But guys are dropping, man. It's one injury after another. How many teams could withstand the barrage of injuries that this team has faced to NFL prospects like Hunter Lipke and Noah Gindorf? When we come back from the break on Herded Here with Swanee, brought to you by Peterman Seeds a Holly and Smith Motors in Wapiton. In Twin Peaks, your local sports lodge, I'm going to tell you what is special about this football team and what stands out and why I think they'll be punching a ticket to Frisco coming up next on Heard It Here. A sports
1: show that could just take it easy.
0: I am not going to give up that easy. I'm going to make this way harder than it needs to be.
1: The Jack Michael Show, noon to one weekdays on 740 The Fan and 740TheFan.com.
0: On a Saturday morning, and I love the fact that you are choosing to wake up with herded Here with Swanee on 740 AM. The Fan presented by Twin Peaks, your local sports lodge. Come in for made from scratch food, signature 29 draft beers, and all the scenic views. That was nice, huh, friends? I I really like this Bison team. I've been asked. My uh, my text messages are blowing up a little bit. Last night and this morning, we stayed up. Uh, we had the Vogel Law Firm Christmas Party last night. And unfortunately, full disclosure, because it was the work Christmas party, I had to go to the work Christmas party, so I had to miss the playoff game. But we had a big-screen TV brought into the sanctuary where the party was, and we had the game on. I was locked in. I think people were afraid to talk to me because I'm not, I don't cuss during games. I'll yell on defense. I'll make the noise and stand up like the rest of you do at the Fargo Dome. But when I'm watching a game like that in public, Libby keeps telling me like, just take a breath. It'll be fine. Cause I'm standing there you know, arms crossed very into the game and we're not getting rolling. And, and we just need that first touchdown to get off the snide and we can't do it. And, <sighs> finally, with under two minutes left in the first half, we can exhale. Bison get the touchdown, we get the field goal, all is good. A lot of texts this morning, though, asking, are we playing the Friday night game? The two semifinal game times have been announced. They haven't announced who's playing when. We know in one of those time slots, either Friday night at 6 p.m., or Saturday afternoon at 1 p.m., North Dakota State will host Incarnate Word at the Fargo Dome, the same Incarnate Word team that came to the Fargo Dome for one of the college game days. And NDSU just absolutely blew them out. Now they are the high-flyingest offense in the FCS. We know that game will either be Friday night at 6 or Saturday afternoon at one, South Dakota State plays on ESPN in their quarterfinal game this morning at eleven. In the other quarterfinal game last night, Montana State, who's probably the hottest team, they are they are playing with some anger, man. They just destroyed destroyed William and Mary fifty-five to seven. The champs of the Colonial Athletic Association, William and Mary. Montana State blew the doors off. If South Dakota State wins and beats Holy Cross, which if I were a betting man, I'd put money on the Jacks to win that game comfortably, that sets up a slobber-knocker heavyweight matchup between the Jacks and the Bobcats in Brookings, South Dakota. The reason I say that is because I think ESPN and the powers that be who decide the programming aren't going to want to put a Friday night game at 6 o'clock in Brookings in mid-December on a Friday night, especially given the history with North Dakota State hosting semifinals and how we've customarily filled the Fargo Dome and made it one heck of a college football environment. In atmosphere now, I know there were only eleven thousand some fans and change at the dome. Hats off to them. You sounded loud on TV. It was great, but there is a big difference between the noise eleven thousand five hundred fans can make and eighteen, nineteen thousand fans. How much noise they can produce in the dome? Life will be very hard for Lindsey Scott trying to run that offense, if the Bison can put at least sixteen to 17,000 fans in the Fargo Dome. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking that game will be Friday night. I think they'll put South Dakota State, should they win, I think they will, hosting Montana State in a rematch of last year's semifinal game where the Jacks went to Bozeman. It was tied either 14-14 or 17-17 at the half. The second half, the Jacks were not a gas. Montana State pulls away. We don't get the Bison versus Jacks matchup in Frisco. That's going to be one heck of a football contest if it sets up that way. The Bobcats looking for revenge, and I don't know if they're mad that they got the three seed, felt they should have maybe been the two. Instead, they two or three, excuse me, they got the four seed. So I don't know if Montana State's upset that the Bison moved past them and that Sac State got the two. But they're playing with the chip on their shoulder. That's a 50-50 game. Bobcats versus Jacks. That's a 50-50 game. Montana State is running the lights out of the football. SDSU defensively will have their hands full. And Montana State's defense is playing lights out. Now, I'm never going to pick against the Bison. But right now, I think it was Mike McFeely who said it in one of his Articles in the paper today, or maybe it was Colpac. Montana State is probably the hottest team in the FCS, and they're probably playing the best football out of anybody in the FCS approaching the semifinals, but that, that really doesn't matter because it's one and done. Sac State saw that last night. You don't win, you're going home. But I think that the Bison are going to get that Friday night game. I think South Dakota State and Montana State are going to play Saturday, and that sets up two really intriguing contests. And You're going to have the story with Lindsey Scott, and that's another reason Lindsey Scott is probably going to end up winning the Walter Payton Award. And and I'll get in a little bit, I was going to tell you why this Bison team with this set of dudes and, and this particular coaching staff and these set of circumstances has really neared and endeared themselves to my heart, and we'll get to that. We've still got half an hour and change left this morning, unheard of here. But with Lindsey Scott being the presumptive Walter Payton winner that will be announced the, uh, the night before the FCS title game in Frisco, he's got something like 59 touchdown passes. That is absurd. 59 touchdown passes, 6 total touchdown passes last night. He's a guy you can put on TV and bill it as, The best player in FCS is taking the most potent offense in the FCS that just put up 66 points and bringing them to the Fargo Dome to face a resurgent Bison-Code Green defense that everyone wrote off for dead earlier this fall. How many times did we hear this statistic? The Bison in the last 10 years have only given up four 100-yard rushers and already through six games they've given up four 100-yard rushers. That's not the same buys and defense. Those dudes, and I talked about it, I'm gonna pat myself on the back. I talked about it earlier this year that once those dudes, you know, after Mostart got hurt, and he might be back, the all American Eli Mostart, he was warming up before the game. I would expect, hopefully, to see him playing in a semifinal game. The Bison defense has responded. Those young guys on the defensive line have stepped up and emerged, and they were lights out. They were lights out against a really good Sanford offense that was putting up all kinds of points this last month, and they shut them out through three quarters. That is hard to do. That was the number six team in the country in all of FCS who their previous Several games were putting up, I think in the last month, a 50 spot per contest with a really good offensive-minded football coach and Chris Hatcher, and the Bison shut them out through three quarters to build a 24-0 to zero lead, and there was no way Sanford was putting up three scores in the fourth quarter. That's part of why I love this team, because there's been so much adversity. Now, some you're the Bison. I think Cam Miller and Coach N said at post game, no one's gonna feel sorry for North Dakota State and all these injuries. Because as we just talked about, the Bison are hosting a national semifinal game for the 11th year in a row. How do you bill yourself as the underdog, and adversity riddled? When you do that, but this team just keeps overcoming and overcoming. And it's injury after injury after injury. Then some dudes in the transfer portal. And they're not the favorite. The Jacks are the favorite. Or the Bobcats are the favorite. And all the buys and keep on doing is winning football games and turning in workmen-like hard hat lunch pail performances. We're gonna hit a break here on Herded. Here with Swanee, when we come back, we'll talk about that Bison running attack a little bit more, and we'll dig into Incarnate Word, some of their playmakers. We've talked a lot about Lindsey Scott, but they've got a bevy of dudes that can catch the ball. But that defense, when you give up 63 points, are we in for a potential shootout, wacky, crazy game at the Fargo Dome? I'll tell you what I think coming up next, where champions come to talk. Heard it here. Will it be Friday Night Lights at the Fargo Dome with some happy hour tailgating this upcoming Friday afternoon? Or will the Bison get the 1 p.m. Saturday semifinal time slot that'll be announced sometime, I suspect, this afternoon by ESPN and NDSU? We'll find out what time North Dakota State plays sometime after that Montana State football game. I was talking about why this Bison team has endeared themselves to me, because these guys just grind it out, man. There's the style point conversation. I think you you need something to talk about, right? Everyone loves the sexy offense, putting up sixty a game, that catches the attention. But that defense, when you got the sort of defense performance that NDSU turned in, I don't know how you quietly everyone talks and kind of rails. At least they were earlier in the year. And, and in fairness, toward the latter parts of the year, about this Bison defense, they're ranked fourth in the FCS in total defense. They're ranked fourth in the FCS in scoring defense. And they've done that with an All-American and Eli Monster down. Luke Wirtz didn't play last night. He warmed up. I don't think he was fully suited, but he was on the field prior to the game. Jake Cava, the Shanley product, he's been out since early in the year. Then you've got, on the offensive side, Hunter Lipke, who's probably going to be the highest FCS player taken in the draft, a third-round third, third round kind of dude. Noah Gindorf. Perfect, we're talking NFL prospect guys. We're talking three All-Americans in Mostart, Gindorf, and Lipke. You're talking about all-conference caliber offensive linemen, two-fifths of your starting offensive line has been dinged up in Jalen Sundell and Mason Miller. And last night, Cole Payton goes down. And Tamarick Williams goes down. And Rajon Nelson goes down. And Spencer Wagey's been dinged up. Hopefully, they can use duct tape and chicken wire to get him out there to play incarnate word. But the Bison just keep finding a way. When you hear about this next man up mentality, to be able to—there's there's probably no other team in the FCS, and the Bison have done a tremendous job, not just recruiting, not just recruiting talent, but developing that talent. On the defensive line, that's a position typically, that defensive front, where you don't see a lot of freshmen or even sophomores playing. That's an upperclassman-type position with the physicality on the defensive line. But because of injuries— Jackson Duttenheffer from Mandan has stepped up. Redshirt freshman, played really, really well. Cole Menz has stepped up, played a lot of snaps from Horace, North Dakota, played really, really well, West Fargo, Cheyenne product. Tony Pierce, a senior, number 90, but he's playing pretty well. Javier Dorit, nose 58, junior, he's playing really, really well. Loxica Roquez, sophomore, Maple Grove, 56. He's playing pretty well. Dylan Hendricks, he's stepping up, playing well. Will Mostard stepping up on that defensive front. The Bison defense is quietly and understatedly, with all the injuries and maybe a rougher start to the year, they're playing really, really well. They might be. I know everyone talks about South Dakota State having the best Defense in the FCS, I'm sure if you ask David Braun and Nick Gazer and some of the other coaches in the Bison defensive locker room, they would take issue with that because all they do week in and week out is go out there and shut down these high-flying offenses. Montana came in. They were supposed to put up a bunch of points. Johnson, their quarterback, was supposed to be a dude. Bison, by and large, held them in check. Held Sanford in check. Late in the year, held North Dakota and Tommy Schuster, a playoff team, in check. Held Nick Baker in Southern Illinois, another really, really good quarterback and an offense full of dudes, held them in check. And now they've got their biggest test of all. It all culminates because I'm sure we'll hear it this week. And by the nation, incarnate word is for real. They are for real, they are legitimate. Now, I don't know if they can hang with the Bison in the trenches, but Lindsey Scott, he's going to be the best football player the Bison have faced all year on the offensive side of the ball. There is nobody better at South Dakota State. There's nobody better at Arizona. This guy can flat-out fly. That's the first thing I noticed watching him last night against Sacramento State. He has got some speed. And when he gets in open space, he can take off. 183 yards rushing for two scores, four touchdown passes. Stat- Sac State, their defense wasn't a pushover. They'd actually been a pretty decent defensive club throughout the course of the year. And Incarnate Word just manhandled them. You know, when you, When you give up 66 points in a game, So the Bison defense is going to have their stiffest challenge. Now, Lindsey Scott, Bison Nation, if you have an opportunity to go to that semifinal game, whether it's Friday night or Saturday afternoon, that could be a huge difference with an up-tempo offense and a quarterback that likes to get into a rhythm that has never played in the Fargo Dome. All of that noise can make a huge difference. Difference. Case in point, South Dakota State comes in here. They play here all the time. They're used to the big crowds and the noise that the Bison bring in the Fargo Dome, and they hate the Bison. They had five false starts when North Dakota State played them earlier this year. That's a Valley team. That's a South Dakota State team who's played in the Fargo Dome nine or ten times since 2011. Now, if a crowd of that size in nature can do that against South Dakota State, what do you think they would do to an incarnate word team that is not accustomed to playing in a dome and not accustomed to playing in an atmosphere like that where fans are not just loud, but they've been tailgating for five hours, and they want to see their team punch their tickets to Frisco. That's going to be a big deal. That's going to be a big story. Can the Bison at the Dome fill it? Can the Herd put at least 16,000 butts in the seat of the Dome? Last night, Friday night game, everything going around between Christmas parties and everything else, and I think some of our fans might have had that thought or expectation that, well, we're going to get a semifinal game anyway. We're going to bank on Sac State losing, and we're going to play next week, so we'll go to that game. Okay, we're spoiled. We are. Has that been a pervasive view, not just this year, but through the last few playoff runs? It has. This isn't new. If you go back to probably 2017 ish, 2018, the playoff crowds have been down in the second round and the quarterfinals. They've rebounded for the semifinals. Second round game this year, Montana attendance just shy of 13,000. Last night against Sanford, the official attendance at the Dome was 11,825. We got to do better. Bison Nation, we got to do better. Last year against James Madison in a really, really hotly contested contest, the two titans the last 10 years of FCS, 16,550. That was a really good 16,550. That was a really loud 16,550. The student section needs to turn out, and I hope they do. Last night, eh, against Montana, Not terrible, but it cleared out midway through the third. I hope, I really hope the student sections turn out. I really hope Bison Nation can come out and appreciate the heck out of what this team's doing for how they've battled, for how they've grinded all year, and pays tribute to that by helping them try to get back to Frisco. Because if the Bison can do that, if they can beat Incarnate Word, then they get a few weeks off to try to get some guys healthy. Now, from what from what's been announced, Lipke's done for the year. He ain't playing. We know that. Mostard will probably be back if the Bison if he doesn't play in the semis. If the Bison can get to Frisco, he's probably back. Gendorf, from what we know, isn't playing. He's done for the year. Same with Miller and Sundell. But you get more game experience, and we've seen that with these young defensive linemen. With every week, with every repetition, they get better and better and better. Now you've got three weeks between a semifinal game and a championship where those guys not only can get more reps, they can heal physically because it's a long season where this team has been playing in a really tough physical football conference like the Valley with fall camp starting in August in the first game starting early September. That's a grind. That's a haul. And if the Bison can just get healthy, and every team, every team at this point of the year is dinged up. Guys are hurting. Just because they're not on the injury report doesn't mean that they're not banged up. And the Bison have shown that when you give them that winter camp, as they call it, that time between a semifinal game and a championship in Frisco, good things happen in Frisco, this team knows how to handle its business and as part of that by the nation we got to do our part of the lift and make it all kinds of loud at the Fargo Dome because it's a national semifinal game. And we are incredibly spoiled to be hosting it for the for the 11th straight year, but it's fun watching this team just battle. Cam Miller, I don't know what to think of him because he says that he's he's a competitor and he's brash and he just don't give a damn, right? That's how he is. Most buys and quarterbacks, I can't, I cannot think that Brock Jensen, Carson Wentz, Easton Sticker, Trey Lance, and it's unfair to compare Cam Miller to those dudes, but that's the bar, that's the standard at North Dakota State. They were pretty, and I love those guys. Those guys are great. They were all competitors, they were all leaders, and they were all really, really good football players, three of them playing the NFL. The other one, Brock Jensen, who's arguably – the dude, the greatest quarterback in school history, where if you had one game on the line, who you want at quarterback, give me number 16, Brock Jensen. None of those guys would go into press conferences saying stuff like Cam, and I, and I don't know if he means to be kind of, he's got this swagger. He's got this moxie. And I think that's what this team needs, a little chip on his shoulder when there's all this adversity and, and folks seem to be doubting them and saying it's South Dakota State's year, or maybe it's Montana State's year, that chip on the shoulder where he says stuff like, yeah, I kind of pissed away all those hours watching tape because they came out playing a defense, whatever. When he comes out after South Dakota State, and I've been critical. I was critical of that, the bow and arrow stuff that he did. NDSU gets down to the five-yard line after a big catch. It's first and five, goal to go. Worst case, the Bison would have had to settle for three there instead. Personal foul, Camden's a bow and arrow, backed up. A well-told story. After the game, no apologies. Said he'd do it again, just who he is, and you know what? Maybe that's what this team needs. They need a dude with a set of cojones that's going to walk into a post-game press conference and just be irreverent, just not give a damn. I that's that's grown on me, right? And some of my buddies, you know, we'll text about it in groups. That you know, he just he says some stuff after games, kind of scratch your head. You know what? Good, good on you, Cam Miller. That's what this. Every team is different. All these championship teams, all of them are different. They all have their own personalities. They all have. Now it's a great culture. You don't host 11 straight semifinal games unless you have a great culture, unless you have a great program, unless you have a bunch of strong leaders in that locker room, unless you're incredibly well coached. But this team, this team just has a little bit of an edge to it, and I think I think. That's a good thing at this point of the year because you know what the discussion is going to be all week. It's not going to be about Cam Miller going 14-18, whatever it was last night. It's not going to be about how the Bison defense has been shutting teams down. What you're going to hear about all week isn't the Bison. You're going to hear about Lindsey Scott and Incarnate Word, and that's going to light a fire under this Bison team in this Bison coaching staff. And it's going to set up for a really, really good football game next week at the Fargo Dome. And we'll preview that coming up next on Heard It Here. Paul Allen.
2: Justin Jefferson. I mean, when I hear those people, you know, being doubtful of what I'm saying, you know, I just just let them talk and I'm going to let my play do the talk. 9 to noon weekdays on 740 The Fan and 740thefan.com.
1: Peterman Seeds in Holly is a family-owned seed company with local knowledge and locally grown seeds. They carry a full lineup of Thunder Seed corn and Thunder Seed soybean seed with Enlist, Extend, and Extend Flex Technologies. Wheat Seed are available from AgriPro and Thunder Seed. Best thing is, Peterman Seeds are farmers too, so they won't sell any seed they wouldn't grow themselves. Give Peterman Seeds a call at 1-800-326-3102. Peterman Seeds, right off Highway 10 in Holly and online at Peterman seeds.com
2: there is always something to do in and around fargo moorhead to see for yourself go to 740 thefancom and at the top of the website click events take part in the fun or you can even submit your own event the fan event section is brought to you by corwin toyota family driven for over 100 years Holiday driving is here. Get ready and save with the Chevrolet Winter Ready Service Event at Smith Motors in Wahpeton. Rebates from $10, $15, and $20 on Genuine AC Delco cabin and engine air filters, wiper blades, and batteries. Looking for a holiday gift idea? Grab a Smith Motors gift card, Genuine GM parts, and certified service. The perfect combination to keep your vehicle on the road. Your winter connection for expert service is Smith Motors. For more information on specials and to schedule your next service, visit smithmotors.com.
0: We've got another semifinal game, Bison Nation, and you gotta crack it up loud at the tailgate lots. You gotta do some shots, get eat some burgers, drink some beers, get ready to cheer on your herd. As they the take Frisco on the word because it's the herd that's, that's versus the word for team. a trip to Frisco, because Texas, all and all the All the injuries, all the All-Americans, all the NFL draft prospects get dinged up, and they just keep finding a way, and they just keep winning. Now they've won their second playoff game this year. Now they're 11-2, and and they're playing at home because the word took down Sac State in a 66-63 shootout last night in Sacramento. As we mentioned earlier, Montana State, they will advance to play the winner of South Dakota State and Holy Cross. That's an 11 a.m. kick this morning on ESPN. If South Dakota State wins, they will host Montana State either next Friday night or Saturday afternoon. I don't think ESPN is going to want a Friday night game outdoors in Brookings, South Dakota on a Friday night. I would guess they'd probably only draw 5,000 fans I think that's more of a Saturday afternoon game. So I think the odds are, that's just pure speculation on my part and conjecture. I think the Bison get the Friday night game. I think that uh, the Jacks take care of business today. Montana State and the Jacks will have the Saturday afternoon 1 o'clock semifinal game in North Dakota State. Going to be playing Lindsey Scott. You're going to hear a lot about him this week. 183 rush yards, two touchdowns last night. 219 passing yards, four touchdowns, including the game winner with 21 seconds left. They put up 66. They are the top-rated offense in all of FCS, playing a resurgent, underrated, chip-on-the-shoulder Bison defense. And that's going to be the tail of the game. It's all going to come down to that. Can the Bison contain Lindsey Scott? Can they keep him in the pocket? He's not a He's not a big dude, but you don't need to be a 6'3", 6'4 dude to play quarterback. He's 5'11", 210. So he can take some hits, and he has to. For as much as he runs the ball, he's taking some shots. I don't know that he's played a defense as physical as North Dakota State. Now, the word, the Cardinals hung 69 on Southern Illinois in the opener of this year. I think you can throw that out. That was back in early September. Southern Illinois had a bunch of new players from the transfer portal playing on that defense and in the defensive backfield. I don't know that you can take much, if anything, away from that game. Maybe, maybe the relationship between the Bison coaches and Southern Illinois, I don't know if it's good enough. I think they respect each other because Southern Illinois is a very well-coached team where the Bison can call down to Carbondale and ask, hey, how did you go about defending this? They'll get the tape. The Bison are probably going to watch every single game Incarnate Word has played this year. Probably all the games they played last year, a lot, a lot of tape. And they're going to want to do a lot of tape, film review, to put together a game plan to see what is the best way to try to contain this Lindsey Scott. And I think it's this. Don't let him beat you with his legs. Keep him in the pocket. Make him throw the football. Where is the strength of that Bison defense? Now, the front seven has been playing really, really well lately. The Bison have one of the best Pass defenses in all of FCS. They've played some really, really good quarterbacks this year. They've played in the toughest conference, the Missouri Valley. In pass defense, the Bison are third nationally in pass defense, only giving up 130 yards per contest. They're number 100, Yeah, 150. Excuse me, 150, 150 yards per game in a passing defense. They're only giving up 296 total on offense, number four in the country in total defense. They can't let Scott break contain. You're going to hear about that. Assignment sound, gap responsibility, staying in their lanes. That's where Lindsey Scott did a lot of damage to Sac State. He's in the pocket, looking to throw, nothing there. He takes off running. Breaks contained, gets past those defensive linemen. All those receivers are running downfield, so the linebackers and DBs have their backs to him. He's rushing for 10 here, 8 there, 19 there, rushing for two touchdowns and a buck 83. you got to keep him in front of you. Make him beat you with the pass. If the Bison can do that, I think they're going to be successful. And could it be a game? I think the Bison offense, credit to Sanford. They stepped up. And despite their reputation and ranking statistically, they played well against the Bison. But I think the Bison offense gets back on track. And I think the herd rolls. And I think we go back to Frisco. But you need to do your part, Bison Nation. Get to the Dome Friday night or Saturday. Cheer this team on. Stick around around the rink with Travis Dunn. Coming up next, talking fighting Hawks hockey. want to thank Chris for keeping the trains on the track this morning. 11th straight semifinal, the herd versus the word. And remember, the strength of the herd is the bison, and the strength of the bison is the
2: herd. common man. I did not play on the offensive line. I was a fierce pass-rushing, and run-stopping defensive lineman, and a precise route-running, sure-handed pass-catching, tight end. Weekdays 1 to 3 p.m. on 740 The Fan and 740 The Here's this week's Bison lineup. Friday, December 9th at 7 p.m. at the Shields Center. It's a battle of two NCAA wrestling heavyweights. The 15th ranked NDSU Bison wrestlers battle the number 13 ranked University of Minnesota Gophers. Then Sunday, the 11th, the Bison wrestle the University of Buffalo at 1 p.m. Bison men's basketball is back home Saturday, December 10th, when the herd hosts the University of Montana Grizzlies at 7 p.m. at the Shields Center. Sunday at 5, the herd hosts Waldorf College. For complete schedules and tickets, visit gobison.com.
1: Peterman Seeds in Holly is a family-owned seed company with local knowledge and locally grown seeds. They carry a full lineup of Thunder seed corn and Thunderseed soybean seed with Enlist, Extend, and Extend Flex technologies. Wheat Seed are available from AgriPro and Thunderseed. Best thing is, Peterman Seeds are farmers too, so they won't sell any seed they wouldn't grow themselves. Give Peterman Seeds a call at 1-800-326-3102. Peterman Seeds, right off Highway 10 in Holly, and online at PetermanSeeds.com.
2: Holiday driving is here. Get ready and save with the Chevrolet Winter Ready Service Event at Smith Motors in Wapiton. Rebates from $10, $15, and $20 on Genuine AC Delco cabin and engine air filters, wiper blades, and batteries. Looking for a holiday gift idea? Grab a Smith Motors gift card, Genuine GM parts, and certified service. The perfect combination to keep your vehicle on the road. Your winter connection for expert service is Smith Motors. For more information on specials and to schedule your next service, visit smithmotors.com. Nothing is better than the FCS football playoffs. Bracket Media is in full swing. Follow your favorite teams like NDSU, SDSU, and Montana State as they travel to the FCS championship.